Rope an old blue norther and milk it till it's dry Bulldog the Mississippi and it's ears down flat Long before you take this cowboy's hat Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. I am Scott Reynolds. Joined with me is Pewter Report's J.C. Allen. This is no ordinary podcast, J.C. This is officially the kickoff week of the NFL. And today is Tuesday afternoon. We're recording this podcast live. And J.C., we are just about 48 hours away from game time for the Bucks. Season opener against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I can't believe it's here. I mean, it 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 feels like this whole year as a whole has flown by, but we're at football season now. I mean, training camp has been a blast. It's been a grind, but now we're talking about real football games that matter. The season is about to be underway, and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are opening up the season. So you know that's always a good sign. It means you won the Super Bowl. So usually, so that's right. We're, we're the yeah. home team. So. Uh, very excited for this week and everything it's got to bring. Big news already um, about the game. Uh, Jordan Whitehead is going to be ruled out. You know, he's missed yep. most of practice throughout the summer. Uh, had that surgery on his on his uh, labrum after tearing it in the NFC Championship game uh, against the Packers. Sucked it up two weeks later and played against the Chiefs and, and did a pretty dang good job um, yeah. playing through the pain. But then started camp on the COVID list, COVID reserve list, and then came back briefly. And then I, we finally found out, Scott, what the injury was instead of, you know, right. Bruce would it's not talk about injuries. <laughs> That's right. This team in hammies, huh? Yeah. Yep. But, so he's out, he's out for the game. We're going to see Mike Edwards start in there at uh, safety. Shouldn't be much of an issue. They'll miss uh, Whitehead's experience and physicality. But, uh, you know, he's – He's got an able replacement in Mike Edwards. This guy's a ball hawk. We've seen what he can do in limited snaps. Now he's going to pretty much play the entire game. You might see some Ross Cockrell in there to rotate in as as the uh, the other safety. But uh, it's going to be the, the Mike Edwards and the Antoine Winfield show in the, the deep part of the secondary. And listen, they're going to be under fire, right? Because these Dallas Cowboys, they're bringing – the second, maybe probably the second best trio of wide receivers in the NFL, right? I mean, we all know who number one is. That's Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, the, the different challenges that each one of these wide receivers present too, um, it, it, they're going to have to be on their A game. And that starts with the corners as well. You know, it's not just, you know, the, the, experience or inexperience of Mike Edwards as a starter. And I think Antoine Winfield will play more of that in the box role and that will allow Mike Edwards to be that, you know, ball hawking kind of free safety, but he's, yeah. they both been practicing at both positions all summer kind of interchanging. So um, whatever they need, I, I have no doubt that Todd Bowles is going to have this team ready to go. That's right. And we're going to be talking, we're talking about the defense right now, but really John and Matt are going to be talking Bucks defense versus Cowboys offense tomorrow. We're going to be focusing JC on how the Bucks offense is going to take advantage of of the Cowboys defense. And when I mean take advantage, I mean like take advantage. I, I think that there's some points and yards to be had out there on Thursday night. But uh, it's it's interesting. Let's let's just kind of talk about the news of the day. We talked about Jordan Whitehead being out for the game. Mike Edwards will start at the strong safety position, and they'll they'll. You know, be interchangeable. They'll rotate between Antoine and and Mike, free safety and strong safety, depending on the coverage and formations, yeah. etc. 
But the other interesting news was Bruce Arians today uh, said that the player they have to stop the most on defense is Zeke Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, right? Yeah. Not Dak Prescott, not CD Lamb, not Amari yeah, Cooper. Cooper. This is a potent passing offense, but the guy they got to stop is Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, well, it, it does make sense because they use a you know in the passing game they set up a lot of play action with Zeke's ability as just a phenomenal rusher. So it makes a lot of sense that you take that aspect away, and it's kind of a little more cut and dry for your cornerbacks and your secondary. Um, you know, they won't have to be you know. But looking to see if they're getting, you know, fakes, if it's a if it's a you know fake handoff or whatnot. So, you know, I, I tend to agree with them slightly. I still think you have a lot to worry about with everybody else on that field. Dak is is the enigma of this offense right now because we we haven't seen him since October. And granted, he looked great on a, on pace to throw over seven thousand yards. Probably when right. got there, but you know. He hasn't seen live action. He hasn't – I don't even know what they're doing in practice. Are they throwing things at his ankle? You know, because that's one thing I'm going to be looking at. The first time that pocket collapses and one of his linemen or one of the defensive guys falls by his ankle, is, is that going to be something in the back of his head, you know, right. having not had that? That's And it's the exact reason why Bruce played the starters for three series in the, in the last game is game speed. And he doesn't have that and hasn't had that in almost a year. I think the thing too about Ezekiel Elliott is listen, I'm I'm a big believer in the defenses. You got to stop the run, right? But the problem is, is just like with Tampa Bay, if you if you stop the run, if you stop Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette from running the ball, oh no, Tom Brady has to pass the ball. Oh no, you know that that's 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 kind of the curious thing about this because Mike McCarthy will pass the hell out of the football. And that's going back to his Green Bay days. That's yeah. who he is as a play caller, just like Bruce Arians, right? They're past first coaches. And so I, I, I get it because a more balanced offense is more dangerous. But listen, Todd Bowles, uh, it starts with stopping the run, right? This is the best run defense in the NFL. I saw nothing in the preseason that makes me to believe that they're not going to pick up where they left off the last couple of years under Bowles. So – I guess, okay, fine. Stopping Ezekiel Elliott is one thing, but the real danger is not Ezekiel Elliott. The real danger, I believe, is is just this passing attack because any of those guys, Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, CeeDee Lamb, any of those guys can can make a big play. Yeah, I, I mean, they can get down the they- – down the field they can do the underneath routes they they have a plethora of ways to hurt you and um you know it's going to start up front obviously with them missing you know potentially missing reports came today that mike mccarthy you know is not yet ruling out uh zach martin uh we know you know the protocol you have two negative tests uh within 24 hour period you're able to come off that covid list so we'll see that's something to definitely monitor heading into thursday's game but, you know, if he's not able to go and the Bucks are continuing to bring that pressure, as you mentioned, with Todd Bowles' defense down and stuff up, you know, it's going to take Dak being able to make poised throws uh, and, and get the guys the ball. So, you yeah. know, the, the passing attack scares me, but, you know, this this defensive front seven should scare, scare Dak and the Cowboys a lot more because I think they can put a big wrinkle, especially with the cornerback play too. And obviously, you know, they're going to dissect that tomorrow. I think right. they'll be able to really, you know, put a stop to what they're trying to do. And it's going to rely on Dallas to get out early and, you know, not fall behind because I don't think this team is capable of, of catching back up if, if the Bucks are surging on offense. 
I agree. If you need to surge in the morning, there's only one way to do it, or even in the afternoon, folks. It's yeah. with Celsius, right? I mean, Celsius, I start my day with orange. What are you rocking there, JC? I got the Fiji apple pear. Uh, oh, been on a Fiji apple so pear good. kick. It's delicious. There's so many yeah. different great flavors, too. It's hard to pick. You know, when you're at the convenience store or you order them on Amazon, which Scott will tell you about the great deal That's there, right. um, you know, trying to pick which one you want is so difficult because they all taste great. Yeah, I agree. When it's summertime, I kind of go for the orange. It just, you know, orange in summer. Um, yes. When fall comes, though, I tell you, you know, the, the Fuji apple pear, that's that's a phenomenal tasting beverage. Actually, all of them are. So here's the thing. If you have not tried Celsius yet, what are you waiting for? Go to Celsius.com, click on the store locator, type in your address, and then you'll see all these different locations pop up, health and fitness stores, uh, convenience stores, um, you know, grocery stores, etc. Then go grab a couple cans, find out the ones that you like, and you're, you're going to like a lot of them, I'm just telling you. And then go to Amazon and order them in bulk. You can even do the subscribe and save like I do. And I'm, I'm on a regular delivery. About every four weeks, they, you know, they send me some and I, I save money by doing it. So it's a great way to do it. The other thing, too, is if you have not tried these yet, these are the mm. fast bars. Celsius makes these. Okay. And they come in white chocolate cookies and cream and salted caramel peanut crunch. They're both equally good. I can't tell which one I like better. It's just, you know, which one am I in the mood for that day? But they're packed with with protein, 20 grams of protein, less than two grams of sugar. And honestly, folks, they taste like candy bars. I'm just being honest. <laughs> you know, that's not part of the script. They're probably mad for me for saying that, but but they taste really, really good. And my kids love them. And I've, I've tried protein bars before that taste like cardboard or sawdust. These don't. So check out Fast. You can also order those on Amazon, too. Yeah, and the, the the best thing about Celsius is it's good for you. And you know, this you know, like like Scott said, no sugar, no crash. It's about protecting your body. And you know, that's the one of the best things about Celsius. It, it helps you protect your body. And speaking of protecting things, we've had our first protection list come out of the year. And I completely yeah. forgot Tuesday. Every year, every you know, with the new code rules on Tuesday, that's we'll right. have Players in the practice squad protected for the week that, you know, they can elevate and then they'll have to resubmit the list. Last year we saw kicker Greg Joseph get protected every week he was on the team. Right. Still waiting to see if Jose B is going to be back. I've been refreshing the NFL communications right. to see yep. if he, he came back on the waiver wire. But we have we do have four players who have been protected this week. And okay, was, let's hear him. Uh, safety Andrew Adams, uh, okay. obviously familiar with the team. Double went A. To the, yep. went, yeah, went to the Eagles uh, in the offseason, came back here. Uh, wide receiver Jada Mickens, you know, still unsure about Jalen Darn. If he can do it, you want to make sure you have a guy you trust yeah. on this team who can. Then two ones that I was kind of interested in tackle Brandon Walton, who they claimed off waivers, um, you know, late in late in the uh, in training camp, and then yeah. the guy they brought in through wave uh, through after on the practice squad through the waiver process, uh, Dion Yelder, so from the Kansas City Chiefs, so the tight end, yeah. Yeah, those are your four guys who are going to be protected this week. Could change every single week. Some of them might be elevated. Uh, it's something to monitor. That's interesting. Good stuff. So not a whole bunch coming out of one Buccaneer place today. Their last practice before Thursday night. They'll have a walkthrough tomorrow. But um, um, in terms of practice week, it's done. And, uh, and JC, now it's time now to take a look at this this Cowboys defense. It's Ooh. it's Dan Quinn's unit, right? This is Dan Quinn, the former Falcons head coach, former Seahawks defensive coordinator. He's back in the saddle 
over there as a defensive coordinator. Mike Nolan did a really crappy job. That's what my good friend Rick Zoyce, who's a Cowboys fan, uh, told me. So he's excited to see a little bit more of an aggressive style of defense from Dan Quinn. And so what we've got here is we're just going to kind of go through some of their stars and some of their suspect defensive players. Now, when you're talking stars on Dallas's defense, and really it's it's the it was the the worst unit in the league last year, and but Demarcus Lawrence has, has always been a stud. Seven yeah. sacks, four forced fumbles for him. You pair him with Randy Gregory, who's had a really good training camp. And he's coming off a season where he had four sacks, three forced fumbles. Both those guys, you know, they're not quite Jason Pierre-Paul, and they're not quite Shaq Barrett, but they're still dangerous. But, you know, the problem is, JC, when I'm, I'm looking at, at, uh, at that, uh, Gregory, Lawrence, you know, they're going up against Tristan <laughs> Wirfs and Donovan Smith. You know, what do you make of, of the edge rushers for the Cowboys? Because if they're going to have any success, I think – in in stopping this high scoring Tampa Bay offense, they're gonna have to get to Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the best way to get Tom to Tom Brady is up the middle. I and mean, that's always been the way. But even you know, you, you start on the outside with the edge rushers, it's not just Trishan Wirfs and Donovan Smith. You have one of the best blocking tight ends in the history of the league and, and Rob Gronkowski as well. So, you know, they're gonna have a very difficult time getting to Tom Brady. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is no guy to, you know, you know, talk bad about because he he definitely is a player in this league. And Randy Gregory still needs to prove it, although he has looked good in training camp. And, you know, he had some flashes throughout his career. But I think they're just going to have a really difficult time. I mean, you saw Donovan Smith just showing array, some array of new moves in the preseason game against the Texans where he just batted the guy down and threw him to the ground. And Tristan Wirfs, he's, he's a he's a stud. You know, he's just a brick wall. It's, it's so difficult to get by him. Um and I, I, I just don't see them having the level of success to really rattle Tom Brady in the pocket. You know, they might get back there a few times, you know, it's any given play, and they might be able to make him, you know, miscue here and there, uh, take yeah. the wrong step. But as a consistent pass rush, we're not seeing anything like, we, like we're going to see from the Buccaneers, that's for sure. Right. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about a couple of injuries that showed up on the injury report today. Antonio Brown did not participate. Um, he was listed on the injury report as a full participant yesterday with a knee, but the team said that he was not a resting veteran today. He just didn't participate. So I'm not sure if if they're just playing a little bit of possum there or if that knee injury um, from yesteryear was, was one of those things that, that kind of flared up again because he has been – solid all throughout camp and in the preseason games and playing. So I'm not quite sure what the status is there. Chris Godwin also, uh, he was limited today with a, a quad injury. Now we're not sure how serious that is. Uh, he, the fact that he was able to, to participate somewhat, I think was a pretty good sign because I think they're going to use him an awful lot against this, this Dallas uh, defense. Let's continue to go through, but we'll keep an eye on that. And that's something that John and, and Matt can update you with tomorrow. And, of course, on PeterReport.com, we'll have more on that as well. Mm. But, but going back to this this list here, uh, you look at at uh, the, the next star player has really been the rookie, Micah Parsons, this linebacker, seven tackles in the preseason, a sack and a fumble recovery. He is in the class athletically as Devin White. Mm. 
Yeah, this was, you know, an absolute stud coming out of college. Had some character concerns, you know. I put those in quotation marks because we really looked into it. It wasn't anything alarming, uh, you know. And, and Dallas took him over a cornerback, you know. So um, I, I really like this kid. I like what he's seen so far. I think he's a real deal. Um, it, it's, it's He's going he's gonna to have a game, I think. I think he's going to be flying all over the place. Um, you know, he might get to Tom once on a blitz or something, but I think if you're looking at this defense as a whole, I think that's the guy you got to worry about. Micah Parsons, yeah, I know where he is at all times. And, you know, Tom Brady's going to hate it because he's in one of those non-line traditional linebacker numbers. So he's right. going to have to try to find him and locate him all, <laughs> you know, at all times. But, you know, I think this guy, we're going to see why he was, you know, rated so highly in the draft this, this, uh, if, if I'm Dan Quinn, I, Knowing that Tom Brady, if I sit back with my porous secondary, and that's exactly what the Cowboys have. They've got a very porous secondary. If I'm sitting back and I'm I'm giving Tom time to throw, he is going to find somebody, whether it's Godwin, Evans, Gronkowski, Giovanni Bernard out of the backfield, uh, you know, whoever, Antonio Brown, he's going to find somebody open. So the only way I think that you can defeat Tom Brady, who's also pretty good against the Blitz, by the way, but – but you got to blitz him. You got to put yeah. some pressure on him, and and you mentioned blitzing up the middle. And we've seen uh, in the preseason, Micah Parsons rush from the outside. We've seen him come from the inside. So I think that he's a chess piece that Dan Quinn can use to really kind of move around that second level of the defense. Maybe even put him on the line of scrimmage at times. Yeah, and get yeah, after yeah. Brady. Yeah, I mean, I, that's because if you look at the defensive tackles for for Dallas on the interior, obviously they're not on your list of star players, and there's a reason for right. that. They're, Carlos Watkins and then the, the rookie, uh, oh, it was a, yeah, a, a Digazua. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> what, what, God bless you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's going to take it's gonna take some creativity from Dan Quinn. And, you know, I, I didn't get to ask Tom Brady this, but he's gone against Dan Quinn's defenses multiple times as a defensive coordinator and as a head coach. You look at yeah. the Seattle Seahawks, he's, you know, in the Super Bowl, obviously in the Super Bowl against Dan Quinn in last year. Um, well, but did not really last year because he, Dan Quinn was fired by the time the Bucks played him. Oh, know? that's right. Yes, so, because they played at the end of the season. Yeah, know, it was right? the Raheem yeah. Morris. Yes, it was the Raheem Atlanta Morris. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. So. so, you know, still traces maybe of, of that yeah. defense. But, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they choose to attack that because like the defensive tackles just aren't enough, I think, to put enough pressure on there right. and how he uses a guy like Micah Parsons and a guy like Jalen Smith and even Keanu Neal to, to try to put extra pressure coming from the inside because as we know, going all the way back to that, you know, near perfect season for the Patriots up the middle is really where That's you right. try to get at Tom Brady. You know, he yeah. can make those, he's got this innate ability to just sense the rush on either side of him and just take that quick little sidestep or, you know, just make it look so easy and just avoid that, you know, those edge rushers, but up the middle, if you can get to him, it really can throw him off his game. So uh, I think you're exactly right. Expect Micah Parsons to be doing some stunts up the middle uh, and try to, you know, get guys rushing him there as much as possible in, the, in this game. Totally agree. And you mentioned those defensive tackles and it's interesting because Odigazua, the rookie out of UCLA, 6'2", 280. He's a very undersized guy. His backup, Quinton Bohanna, is 6'4", 360. So there's an 80-pound differential there. Dan Quinn has got a, a lot of different bodies up there. Even Brent Urban, who was former Baltimore Raven, 
six seven two ninety five right he's yeah. five inches taller than Odigizua. so there's there's some different pieces that that they can put in that defensive line to give the bucks some different looks Carlos Watkins probably their best defensive lineman but according to pro football focus Carlos Watkins was was ranked 114th out of 126 defensive linemen last year. So not very good. No, no not at all. And I, I've heard good things about Osa from some of the Cowboys, you know, fans and podcasts yeah. that I've spoken to. But he's mostly going to be a guy who's going to uh, – in the uh, Khalil Davis mold, who's going to yeah. be more of your third-down rushing guy. That he's not nickel a guy rush guy. Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, it's going to be really – I think it's going to be tough for them not only to apply pressure to Tom Brady, but also stop the run, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, they're going to have to rely heavily on their linebackers uh, to really try to contain this this Buccaneers running game, which I think is underrated. Yeah, boy, you mentioned linebackers. Huh. All of a sudden, Dallas decides to go on a draft binge at the linebacker position, even though they'd already had some high draft picks invested in the likes of Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh. Now, the problem is Smith is getting phased out, right? He was ranked yeah. by Pro Football Focus as the 44th out of 83rd or out of 83 linebackers, Leighton Vander Esch was ranked 53rd, so a little bit less than that. Um, so when you look at at those particular players, and we've got Smith on the, the suspect defensive players for a reason. 112 tackles, two sacks, interception. He's basically a first and second down kind of guy. He's not a, a player that is going to see a lot of action, I think, because the Bucks are probably going to be in a lot of three wide receiver sets. And why wouldn't you? JC with Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Then you put them out there with Rob Gronkowski and Rojo. I think you're going to see an awful lot of that personnel grouping. Uh, you know, that's that's 11 personnel. You're going to see a lot of that against the Cowboys. And that's going to force, I think, Jalen Smith to not play a bunch, but he is a decent blitzer. But really, the, the two guys you're going to see at the linebacker level, not so much of Leighton Van Der Esch, not so much of Jalen Smith. You're going to see Keanu Neal who's made the switch from being a safety in Atlanta, a strong safety, to middle linebacker. So you're going to see more of Keanu Neal and uh, Micah Parsons as those two nickel linebackers going up against this Buccaneer uh, defense when they go to 11 personnel, which I think they're going to do an awful lot of. Yeah, and, and it makes sense, too. You know, you, you mentioned Vander Asher has been played with injuries. Jalen Smith, you know, obviously had the big injury coming out. He's been nicked up as well. But, you know, if, if Jalen Smith is out there on any uh, any obviously passing downs, that's who you're going towards. He's just he's yeah. a liability in coverage for them. As you mentioned, he's a one two down linebacker. If that, um, you know, you, you look at the, the, the uh, you look at the numbers that he put up yesterday uh, last year and you look at that. and OK, that's pretty good. But, um, you know, as a guy who's going to have to go into coverage, you, you ask him to cover Giovanni Bernard, O.J. Howard, Gronk. It's it's an unfair advantage for the Bucks right there, certainly. So I I agree. I mean I think you're going to look at Ken O'Neill. He offers another level of athleticism. You know, still learning the position as he's making that switch. But you know, he's with a guy who who's comfortable with him and knows him. And I don't think would put him in a position to fail. Um, I haven't really watched how he's done in preseason, so I can't really comment on how he's making that switch. But you know, I think with those two guys in that in that personnel. Um, you're going to have a lot of speed, a lot of athleticism, and guys yeah. who can cover. You know, um, right? Well, and, and I, I think what they're going to do is they're probably going to use Parsons more as, as uh, like in the Devin White role, more as that blitzer, especially since yeah. he's a rookie. 
whereas Keanu Neal has the experience in Dan Quinn's defense dating back to Atlanta to really match up against the Gronkowskis, maybe the Godwin at the slot, and uh, you know, and, and play the play more coverage in the middle of the field. That's that's what I'm thinking at least. We'll yeah, see yeah. what happens on, on on Thursday. Absolutely. I mean, it's they've they've got a deep linebacking core, but again, you know, you have to be very strategic when you use the two other guys. Uh, especially yep. if they are in that 11 personnel a lot. Even if they're in 12 personnel, Scott, both these Correct. tight ends can catch. You know, you don't, you're not true. rolling out blocking tight ends. You know, yep. although Gronk likes to consider himself one. You've got guys <laughs> who can go out and make plays. Well, we talked about a couple of those star defensive players. We talked about uh, Granny Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, the defensive ends. We talked about two of the linebackers, your, your Nickel Mike and Keanu Neal, and also Micah Parsons, the rookie who has got a ton of athleticism. This guy really flashed in the preseason. Looks like he is in that Devin White mold. We'll see how he develops. But then you've got another guy um, who's a playmaker back there, Donovan Wilson, kind of an unsung hero in that secondary. He's got lapses in coverage. He's given up some touchdowns, but they do blitz him a lot. Four sacks last year, three forced fumbles, two interceptions. So he's checking some of the, the stat sheet boxes there. But the thing with with Wilson, though, is, again, if you're talking about getting some pressure on Tom Brady, uh, maybe maybe blitzing the safety, right, creating some confusion. You're going you're gonna to blitz uh, Micah Parsons um, on some occasions, but then maybe you you, uh, you creep Donovan Wilson up to the line and, and maybe Dan Quinn throws a couple of blitzes his way. Yeah, you know, you can you can use that those safeties and, and cornerbacks in a variety of, of different ways to try to disguise and, and get after Tom. And that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to be very creative because this secondary is still young. It's still finding its identity. And, I mean, you talk about those two guys, and I don't I don't mean to jump the gun, but, you know, Trevon Diggs and, and – um, uh, Donovan Wilson. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, Donovan Wilson – and, you know, they kind of remind me, and I'm not saying as a player, you know, comparison, but, you know, a young Jordan Whitehead and a Carlton Davis, you know, two guys who are kind of still figuring out their roles and gelling together. And then you have some other young guys that they brought in as well. Um, I yeah. think this this secondary is very akin to that 2019 Buccaneer secondary where they had real struggles in the first half but started turning around in the second half. And then, you know, you saw as they grew together, you know, obviously we have the grave diggers now. I'm not saying yeah. that's the trajectory <laughs> of this secondary for Dallas, right. but I'm just they have some of those players in place where I think it's going to take some time. And unfortunately for them, they drew the luck of the draw of the Buccaneers on week one, and they're going to be right. thrown in the fire and tested right away. But, you know, Dan Quinn's going to have to be very creative when disguising and showing different looks for Tom Brady to, to make him have miscues. And, you know, we've talked about this all offseason is the only way this Buccaneers team really is going to, you know, flounder this season is injuries and beating themselves and making mental errors and mistakes. And that's what Dan Quinn, if you're the coordinator and you're trying to disrupt this passing attack, it's exactly what you got to do is, is yeah. disguise and make him make mistakes. You know what else you got to do, uh, do JC before Thursday, you got to go to, Underdog Fantasy. Okay. You have to go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Pewter when you sign up. They're going to give you $25. It's a free bonus. I've already done this. Now, here's the thing I did an Underdog Fantasy the other night with a couple of, of probably some people out here in the, in the chat that, that John had rounded up. And we did, uh, I think, a 12 person draft. And the great thing about this, JC, is, is it's, 
it's a draft where it's best ball because I don't have time during the season covering the Buccaneers, having television on Tampa Bay. I don't have time to look around the league, see who's hurt, who I'm going to start and all this. The best thing about best ball is you draft your team, you set it, and you forget it. So in other words, you draft quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. That's it. And you draft a bunch of them to get through the entire season. And then whoever uh, ends up scoring the best, you get that player's points. Like, for example, in, in one of my drafts, I have Tom Brady and I've got Aaron Rodgers. And so whether Rodgers has a better week or Brady, whoever does, I get those points. And it's it's a great way to draft. I did the draft the other night, and then I also did a couple of other drafts on there. I think I've got three teams now in Underdog Fantasy. Have you decided to sign up for Underdog Fantasy yet? Yeah, I'm on Underdog Fantasy. I've been on it for a while now because one of the great things about best ball is it's a set it and forget it league, right? So you draft, and then they, as Scott said, set the best lineups for you to get the best points. Well, not only are they do they have the million dollar pot, which is absolutely amazing. They have you know the puppy as well, which is a is a smaller pot, and not just the winner gets money, but you know trickles down throughout the standings. But I've been using it for some of the smaller leagues. I've been using it as a mock draft tool because, oh, you know, like if you go on ESPN, you always have that one jerk who drafts a kicker or, you know, <laughs> someone in the first round and screws up your mock draft. So yeah. not only do I have a bunch of leagues that I mocked in and got better familiarity with the players might go, but I also am now in a bunch of leagues that I could win 36 bucks in, you know, at the end of the season, just because it was a cheap league. But, they also have some amazing stuff going on too. If you're already in fantasy, you've done your fantasy, but you're a daily fantasy player, well, Underdog's got you covered there too. They do a lot of daily fantasy, and they have this awesome thing. It's prop bet. So what they'll do is they'll put two players against each other. So they'll put Michael, Mike Evans and Amari Cooper against each other and have a set of stats, and you pick which one is going to have the be better stats. Uh, it, it's a, there's a lot of fun things going on, Underdog Fantasy, um, and it's, it's technically not gambling. So <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what state you're in, you can still participate in those over-unders and those prop bets. So definitely check out that portion of it. But also, yep. I mean, before this, it's too late, enter that big money pot. Code yes. Cuter to get you a free $25 and put yep. it in that pot because you could win a million dollars. And, you know, I don't know about you. Even after taxes, a million dollars sounds pretty good to me, Scott. I would take a million dollars. I would not turn a million dollars down. So make sure you head over to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Pewter. As we continue on, JC, let's take a look at at some of these these Cowboys. Uh, well, let's, let's finish up with the stars, right? And Trayvon Diggs, he was a rookie last year. And uh, certainly had uh, uh, an up and down year, right? He showed a lot of promise from an athleticism standpoint. He had three interceptions, 12 pass breakups. So he was active. Obviously, he was targeted a lot, right? He's getting that many opportunities to break up the ball and pick it off. But he also gave up six touchdowns. So mm. just like every rookie last year, guess what? No preseason. So <laughs> um, you go right from a truncated training camp and, and no rookie minicamp, all that stuff, right into the regular season. And it was a trial by fire. So they're expecting him to play better. I think he's their best cornerback. And, yeah. and uh, you know, we might see him against against um, um, Mike Evans, um, Antonio Brown. I think they're going to try to find the, the best matchup for Diggs that they can. But gosh, you know, you look at some of these other players um, that, that are suspect, and um, you know, uh, 
guess what? It's a cornerback. It's a cornerback. It's a free safety, right? Yeah. So the, it's that Dallas secondary they were going to talk about that's just not very good. So when you look at, at Jordan Lewis, three touchdowns allowed, no interceptions, two pass breakups. He's their nickel corner. He's the guy that, that comes in and plays in the slot typically. He's going to go up against Chris Godwin. So if you're looking for a good fantasy play, assuming Chris Godwin's quad injury, that is is not um, if it's it's not going to keep him out of the game, which I don't think it will. But that's somewhere to look, right? When you're looking at Godwin versus Jordan Lewis, that is a huge mismatch that favors Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, I mean, I, even I think Mike Mike Evans against Trevon Diggs or Antonio Brown against Diggs, even Godwin against Diggs. I think all those are mismatches, and I think Brady's going to be able to pick those guys apart. You're talking about even though he's a second year player, you talked about you know not having that that uh, preseason and off season, you know, had to learn by fire. Well, it's not like he's not learning by fire now because you know they're still learning a brand new defense this isn't Mike Nolan's defense this is the first time they're going up against a real 60 minute game performance against a team and they just happen to draw the luck you know that's what you get when you're America's team you know they <laughs> yeah. they, they want the ratings and they're going to get the ratings but you guys just aren't ready and it's kind of a shame cuz i think this would be a really good matchup if it was later on the schedule um i, I obviously the offense brings a ton of you know uh, potential tests for the for the Buccaneers. Even right out the gate, they still do. But I think the defense is going to get better as the, as the season goes on, and it's going to yeah. be with those cornerbacks and secondary, you know, having to show that they improve. We kind of outline the edge rushers; they're good. The linebacking core, you know, the Neal and Parsons are good. Um, but the cornerbacks, they're going to be targeted early and often. And yeah. you know, I don't. Even if they go nickel, it's going to be very difficult for them to have one-on-one -on -one matchups. And, you know, you're going to have your safeties having to help over the top, which is going to leave other matchups. It's just, as Mitch right. said in the comments, it's just mismatches galore on this on this. Team. Here's what we're going to see. We're going to see Byron Leftwich come out on the first play of the game, probably run the ball, right? Yes. Rojo up the middle for gain of two yards or whatever, right? I mean, it's... Bruce Arians, Byron Livers, they're, they're going to try to establish the run. This is a, a game where you might not even need to run the ball, really. This is yeah. a game where the cornerbacks, the secondary is so suspect, you take advantage of that. So, listen, if you're going to take advantage of, of anything, we want you to take advantage of, of, of pregame, right? Right here on pewterreport.com and on our Pewter Report YouTube channel, we're going to be having our Pewter pregame show, and, and we're doing it live on location with John Ledyard and Casey Hudson, and we just, just hired today. So we're excited to – to have her aboard and she's going to be bringing her bucks analysis to the table and we're going to be having our pewter pregame show streaming live show that's going to happen right before pewter game day so if you joined us for pewter game day for the, the texans game we now have pewter pregame which will be from six to eight and then we're going to be picking up you know the the tab from eight o'clock to eight twenty so we're going to be having really a uh two hour two hour and two and a half hour pregame show live from whiskey wings that's in Temple Terrace. They've got tremendous wings, burgers, sandwiches galore. We're going to be having free Pewter Report giveaways, free Pewter Report gear. Uh, we've got uh, Celsius uh, on hand that's going to be giving away some some stuff. My bookie has some swag to give away as well. So make sure you join us for the Pewter pregame show live on location at Whiskey Wings in Temple Terrace. And then right after that will be Pewter Game Day. Ooh. That's going to be for May 20 all the way through the end of the game. And if you missed 
the the debut of that during the the Texans preseason game. What is Peter Game Day? It's live in-game commentary from John Ledger, the Peter Reporters, expert analysis, injury updates. Watch it live on PeterReport.com. It's all you have to do. Log on PeterReport.com. It will be there. There'll be a video player that will have the entire Pewter pregame and Pewter game day shows. And then, of course, followed by the Pewter Reports Pewter postgame podcast an hour later. So make sure PeterReport.com is where you are if you're not at the stadium on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just at Whiskey Wings with John doing a little bit of a dry run. Man, that place is it's, it's big. It's got TVs everywhere. They've got a giant projector screen. I, I think it's got to be, you know, 30, 30 feet long. It's it's absolutely giant. So it's going to be great to watch games there. Great Obviously, atmosphere. Atmosphere, drink specials, food specials, and free stuff. I mean, free Celsius. Everyone's yeah. talking about Celsius. Get down yeah. there. Free Come on down and get some, report some stuff. free Celsius stuff. And, absolutely. you know, the best part, it's going to kick off this season, you know, with the Buccaneers kicking off the the whole nfl and speaking of kicking off guess what jose b's back baby there you go unclaimed he's back on the practice squad jose borgales great news uh i think they probably would have tried to protect him if he had clear waivers before four but um yeah he chose to come back so that's a good sign and uh you know if anything happens to suck up i think we're in good hands guys look like a stud so far in camp yeah luke rose award winner from miami uh, we're talking about Peter Report swag. I don't think we have any hats left. I know you're wearing one. I'm wearing the PeterReport.com uh, gray T-shirt, so you can get some of these free shirts when you visit uh, the Pewter pregame show. And if you want, like, a little preview of the food, I mean, that's their chicken sandwich. Mm. Like, that thing's massive. And it's John had one on the, the other day and said it's phenomenal. So make sure you check us out at Whiskey Wings on Thursday at 6 o'clock. For the Peter pregame show, let's go back to our Cowboys analysis, shall we? We're going to take a look at at uh, we talked about Jordan Lewis being their their nickel corner, but you know they've got this other corner, Anthony Brown, three touchdowns allowed, two interceptions, a pass breakup last year, uh, just doesn't make a lot of plays in the ball, and and really like Trayvon Diggs gave up some some plays. This is a younger secondary. Lewis, Diggs, Brown, they're, they're young guys. Dallas kind of trying to do the same thing the Bucks did with Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean. They just have not progressed nearly as quickly, and maybe they're not as good uh, as you know as we, we've seen this trio of, of cornerbacks in Tampa grow up and play a huge role down the stretch with Sean Murphy Bunting coming up with those postseason interceptions and um, – and just the solid play in keeping Tyree Kill, Nicole Hardman, Travis Kelsey out of the end zone in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you look at guys like Anthony Brown. I mean, he's he's the older statesman of the group, and at this point, he is what he is. I don't think there's much you know to improve on his game. I don't think there's a, a very high high ceiling for him to get better. Obviously, you know, three touchdowns allowed. You know, it's not the worst it could, it could be a lot a yeah. lot worse but you know the lack of playmaking ability two interceptions a pass breakup that's you know that's great but you need to be you know if you're the starting outside cornerback you need to be making more plays than that and you know it's they don't really have anyone else behind them to really promote through the roster as well that's right yeah, yeah they, those are their best players now you might see a little bit of maurice kennedy mm-hmm. uh he is a nickel cornerback 
who had a pretty good camp. He could challenge Jordan Lewis, so you might see a little bit of, of Canada in there. He was out of Virginia uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. So he, and, he's he's a player that that has a little bit more size than Lewis and and uh, listen, I, I think if Chris Godwin's healthy, Jordan Lewis is going to have his hands full on Thursday night. Oh yeah, and I and they did draft a guy, Nishan uh, Nishan Wright, this year. You know, six four, one eighty five out of Oregon State, but you know, again, another rookie. So even if you do try to get him out there with that size, it's still a young guy who's. Hasn't played in the NFL yet, yeah. really, other than preseason, and is you know learning a, a new system that's communicating. All these other guys who are still learning the the communication, getting that down of a new system. So you really can't trust it. So I mean, up and down that both safety spots, both cornerback spots, nickel cornerback spot. There's plenty of ways for this Bucks team to take advantage uh, of, yeah. of a. Well, I mean, and JC, the last time the Bucks player. went up against a six foot four cornerback, it was Kevin King. We know what we know what Mike Evans <laughs> and Scotty Miller did to him in that first yeah. half, right? Yeah, they bullied him. <laughs> yeah, they did. They they were definitely the bullies, no doubt. So, um, rounding out our list, when it comes to the secondary, they've got some problems at free safety, and now they tried to address those problems by you know getting Malik Hooker the problem is Hooker between COVID and injuries he's really had uh, uh, some struggle staying on the field and mm. I don't don't think we're going to see him a whole bunch because he's really behind that's the word out of Dallas in terms of, of what this this defense is it's a brand new system so there's there's going to be some some blown assignments some missed coverages you're going to see some mistakes out there and you just have to to hope that Brady can take advantage of those mistakes when he sees them or make sure he sees those mistakes on the field. And and then when he delivers the ball, the guy's got to catch it. And if they do, I think you could see points aplenty. But the guy they're going to be sticking in there right now is a guy that Quinn's also very familiar with, DeMonte mm-hmm. Casey, who is a real feast or famine type player. Yeah. He's got a hard time staying healthy, but he's had some opportunities to, to make interceptions and he will come up with the ball. But he also will blow some coverages. He played in four games in Atlanta last year. He was injured most of the season, went on injured reserve. But he is a feast or famine kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that could be the star of the game and have two interceptions, or he could he could be the goat and give up. And we don't mean the Tom Brady goat. We mean the bad goat and <laughs> yes. give up two touchdowns in a game. Yeah, I mean he hasn't really performed at a level. Started 16 games um, throughout his first three seasons. Uh, but really hasn't – he's regressed every year, you know. Uh, seven yeah. interceptions in 2018, uh, down to three interceptions in 2019. Still, you know, as a safety, you're the last line of defense, and we know with that defense that, that the Falcons have had, you know, it's usually the safety's trying to make the tackle once they get by the linebackers in the defensive line. So, you know, up there in tackles, you know, 70 tackles the last two seasons that he played full seasons, not counting last year when he was injured and only held – but, you know – it's still uh, you know, these type of players. They don't have that guy who can really, you know, diagnose and and read Tom Brady and what he's going to do. And he's another young guy who's going to get fooled by some some of Tom Brady's own disguises and yeah. look offs and etc. And you know, it's it's going to be a rough day for this Dallas secondary. They really have to hope that the the edge rushers and and Parsons can really put pressure on Brady to make him get the ball out fast. I agree. I don't, you're not going to see any coverage sacks. That's for sure. That, that's from, right. Yeah. That's there. a great point. So. The thing is this: Do you want to ask your bad secondary to cover for four or five seconds? No. 
Uh, do you want to have them cover for maybe a second or two? That's probably better. The only way that happens is if you apply pressure on Brady and, for, and force him to throw the ball quickly. That means blitzing. So I would expect exactly. Dallas is going to say, you know, it's, it's, it's pick your poison. Do you want to die quick or die slow? And if I'm Dan Quinn, I, I'm throwing caution to the wind, and I'm throwing the house at Tom Brady, and I'm going to let the chips fall where they may because as the Houston Texans found out, you sit back against Tom Brady, and he will surgically strike you and pick you apart and go 90 yards like that with 10 back straight completions. Back. Yeah, back to back to back to back to back to back to back and just destroy you. And so I, I think if I'm Dan Quinn, it's it's the, the first game of the season. Don't don't sit there and, and leave your, your corners hung out to dry for four or five seconds because A.B. is getting open. Evans yeah. is getting open. Godwin's getting open. That's the thing you got. You got. I think you're exactly right. You you gotta blitz him and put the pressure on early and throw him off his r- rhythm early and often. And by doing that, you know, because we've heard quarterbacks say too, and we've heard it. You know, once you start getting hit, the quarterback starts getting hit. He anticipates the hit and it can throw him off his game. Now Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, but he's still not immune to that. So if you can get to him, even if you're not you know, sacking him, if you're hitting him and he, he feels that pressure is going to be coming, can make him, it can get him a little off his game, not to the point where I, I think they lose the game, but, you know, give you an opportunity to, to make some plays and give that cornerback and, and, and safety group a little bit of a break. But I mean, they're going to have to get after him and, yeah. you know, we oh, talked and, about and, it when we and, talked about the head rushers. Yeah. It's and by the way, They've got Giovanni Bernard now in third downs, who's much better at the blitz pickup than either Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette, right? So exactly, I, I think yes. I think Tampa Bay can be even more deadly on third down, even when they're being blitzed because of, of Bernard. Or yeah. you you put him out there on the screen or a flare pass when Brady's under pressure, a little dump off to Bernard and have him pick up a first down. How many times have we those, seen that? Those chains keep moving, exactly. I mean, throughout Tom Brady's career, J.R. Redmond, Kevin Falk, Shane Vereen, Danny Woodhead – Kevin, uh, you know, James White, Deion Lewis, James Deion White, Lewis. Yeah. I mean, that's that's Tom Brady's bread and fine. You want to blitz me on third on third and short? Fine. Here we go. <laughs> Giovanni yeah. Bernard has been that guy. And as you mentioned, his blitz pickups tremendous as well. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised to see a couple long shots on third and three if they if they're put in that position in this game. Did too. you say long shots, JC? I did say long shots. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, there's a thing called a long shot and there's a thing called a safe bet. All right. The safe bet is the lock of the season. You like easy money. Thanks to my bookie and their lock of the season. If either team scores in the NFL season opener in the Tampa Bay Dallas game, you win. I did not stutter. <laughs> if you didn't know, a game has not ended 0-0 since World War II. So this is the safest, surest bet there is. Head over to mybookie.ag. Select the lock of the season. I've already done it. And if any team scores between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Bucks, you win. The best bet you can make is the one that you can't lose. This is true. I've done this. It's it's you. You simply pick. Uh, will one of these teams score? And you hit yes, and then you place your bet. It's that simple. My bookie is also playing host to exclusive contests, including their one hundred thousand dollar super contest. It only costs 10 bucks to enter. There's big money on the line this season, so don't wait to, to get in the game. Join now. Head over to mybookie.ag today. Use the promo code PEWTER. Instantly receive double your first deposit 
and then that they're going to double your funds and then you're going to double your winnings, right? I mean, that's the whole point. Again, promo code pewter to receive double your first deposit and get started with my bookie today. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. I had a lot of fun on college football opening weekend. My Kansas State Wildcats kicked the crap out of Stanford. Sorry, John Lynch, uh, but that <laughs> happened. And, um, and I was happy about that. I won money on that. I won, I won money on Georgia over Clemson too. So that, that was a, a nice little one-two punch for me to start the weekend on my bookie. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Get definitely get on my bookie um, and, and start making some bets, guys, because it's uh it's gonna be it's, it's normal, a time of year, and it's gonna be normal on your regular broadcast sooner yeah. than you think. Uh, legalized well, gambling. And it's it's interesting too because right the, the Cowboys or the the Bucks um, was was six and a half was the line, and then Zach Martin went out supposedly, and and we'll have you kind of restate your news that you were talking about at the top of the show here in a second, but. With with news of Zach Martin, all of a sudden that line jumped to seven and a half, which is but still what, way too low. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, I would expect a double digit win from the Bucks for sure. So what did what did uh, what did um, yeah Mike the, McCarthy Cowboys coach have to say? Yeah, Mike McCarthy came out and said that he's still not ruling out Zach Martin one hundred percent as a player who's vaccinated. If you have two negative tests in within a, in a twenty four hour period after each other. Uh, you're eligible to come back. So if you are symptom-free, that's a big question. So we know he tested positive for COVID. It depends on if he has symptoms or not. Now, I mean, unless you're a doctor or, you know, he doesn't have a fever or something, you know, it's going to be yeah. hard to really prove that he is symptom-free. But, um, you know, it's still not ruled out that he could come back for this game on Thursday. I think he's going to travel with the team. Um, and we'll see kind of what happens and how that plays out. But even if he is back, I think that adds a different element. And and we're not talking about the Cowboys offense here, but I, I'm not too worried about the Cowboys offensive production. I think they've got a really talented offense, but he just adds a different level. And obviously yeah. for this Bucks defense, it's, it will be a little bit tougher for them to kind of, you know, do the damage that they're planning on. I, I totally agree. And uh, I, I think too that, that if there's any way they can get Zach Martin, I think after Mike McCarthy's looking at Vita Vea and Dominic Sue, and uh, you know, and, and remember Sue had last time he was at Raymond James Stadium in a meaningful game, he had a sack and a half in the Super Bowl. Right? Mm -hmm. So you had old man Sue out there providing some pass rush. I actually was the leading sacker in the Super Bowl. So uh, I, I think that if, if I'm Mike McCarthy, I lie, cheat, steal, <laughs> do whatever I can to get Zach Martin out there because they're going to need him. Not just for Ezekiel Elliott, but to keep Dak Prescott uh, upright. So yeah, you got to protect your, you know, you got to protect your financial investment in, in Dak Prescott. You put all that money into him, and you know when you when you put a, an investment like that into your quarterback, you know you have to make sure you're you're doing the right thing to to protect. Uh, JC, man, you're the ultimate setup guy. We're we're like. We're like Hedman and Stamkos here on on the, the fast break and and hockey. I mean, uh, you're setting up all these these segues for me for for commercials here. So, uh, here's one from Amuni Financial. They're one of our newest sponsors. At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now. Congratulations! We're so happy. Thank for you. you. Thank you. And even though the now may feel very different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement treating you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today. Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead.
Immunity Financial, that is right. They're one of our newest sponsors here on the Peter Report podcast. Uh, I'm also one of the, the newest investors with Immunity Financial. And at Immunity, they've been doing this for 40 years, proudly serving clients across the country since 1980, offering advisory services, brokerage services, legacy and retirement planning, investment banking, insurance services, annuities, sales and trading. The biggest thing you want to do is enjoy the present. And you can do that by planning for the future. An ideal future can mean different things to different people. That's why they believe in a collaborative planning process where your input directs their action. Helping you achieve your financial goals is their top priority over at Immuni Financial. Visit them at Immuni, A-M-U-N-I dot com. Yeah, so just like the Dallas Cowboys are protecting their financial future, you guys should too. Definitely go check them out. <laughs> let's let's uh, we have a super chat here. We want to get to uh, just got here, fellas. I see the Godwin was added to the injury report. Of man, people are freaking out about Chris Godwin with this <laughs> this quad. He was limited today. Uh, we don't know much more other than that because I guess when Bruce Arians spoke, the injury report hadn't come out, so we didn't we we weren't privy to that information, but. Uh, I would suspect, knowing Chris Godwin and and how tough he played. I mean, he played with a broken finger uh, up. last year, right? So uh, I, I doubt that the quad injury is going to keep him out um, unless it was a tear or something, which I don't mm. think was the case. We'd probably find out about that by now if it was something serious. So we'll see. We'll have more on that on PeterReport.com and also Matt and John tomorrow on, on the Peter Report podcast. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think one thing, Scott, is soft tissue injuries. Now, I have Bucks fans scarred. <laughs> so, yep. you know, when, when they hear something like that, quad hamstring, they're like, oh, my goodness. You know, what's going to happen? Is it going to be a lingering issue throughout the entire season? But one thing to note, too, is, you know, the Bucks are very strategic. Now that we're in the regular season, we don't get full access to like we did at training camp. We just get the first 30 minutes of practice and they will wait and linger and roll those players out. So you can't tell who's out, who's not, who's stretching, who's practicing. A lot of the first unit is some individual drills, usually by offensive, defensive linemen, and then special teams work. And Godwin's not on special teams, so we're not going to see him. So um, I know some people were like, you know, did you guys see what happened or anything like that? But no, I mean, they're smart. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So, it, it's yeah. it's different than it was like under Dirk Cutter, for example, because Dirk Cutter would have his press conference after practice. The practices were in the afternoon. So you would he would, would come in and sometimes talk about the injury report, right? So so you you were kind of getting some fresh information there. Other coaches do it differently. Bruce has the earlier practices. He talks immediately after practice. They don't put the injury injury report out until around 3 30, 4 o'clock. So you don't have the opportunity really to ask about some injuries. Sometimes Bruce will be forthcoming, but the only thing he really said today was that Jordan Whitehead was out. So mm. I think that means that we are going to see Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, even though Brown didn't participate and Godwin uh, was was um, was limited. I yeah. still think we're going to see those guys play. It's yeah. it's opening weekend. Oh yeah, they're they're playing, especially Godwin and AB, both in contract years. You know. So. Yeah. You know, you want to get those stats, baby. <laughs> you want to get paid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, we got a big show for you guys tomorrow. It'll be our, our last show before the Peter pregame and Peter game day here on PeterReport.com, of course, followed by the Peter postgame podcast. But we got Matt and John talking about the Dallas Cowboys uh, offense and how 
the Bucks defense is going to match up against that. So uh, we we spent a lot of time today talking about Dallas's depleted, deficient D <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, like thereof, and and how the Bucks will probably go to attack that again. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, eleven personnel, three wide receivers uh, with Gronk and and uh, one running back, and and we'll see. I'm, I, they're going to mix it up, but I, I think that's going to be the the staple because. You want to have as many of those wide receiver cornerback mismatches as Bruce Arians and Byron Lopich can create. I mean, we might see a lot of pre-snap motion, some of the Bucks haven't done since the bye week, too. So get ready for that. <laughs> if you're Byron, Byron Leftwich, who says it doesn't happen. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be, you know, this team obviously we saw kind of what happened in that last preseason game into the first drive, kind of stalled out, but expect more of the second and third drive with this team. If they have to go no huddle, they will. They're gonna this is a game that counts. So they're going to roll out different things that we haven't seen different looks. And it's really going to be difficult for, as we, as we discussed in full, this Dallas defense to really contain and keep up. And JC, we're going to roll out another edition of the Peter report podcast tomorrow. Again, with, with uh, Matt Matera and John Ledyard for JC Allen. I am Scott Reynolds saying, thank you for joining us on this edition of the Peter report podcast out.